Hello, 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 and welcome back to the McKenzie series. When we last left off, baby, this shit hit the fan. Not only did Milton lie about his whereabouts, at this point, I'm second guessing if he really was upset about being defenseless um, when Mackenzie got attacked by Damien or was that just some BS that he you know kind of concocted to kind of cover up his BS not only did he know who this crazy chick was that been that's basically been stalking him in the club popped up at the restaurant him and Mackenzie but he has a child a child that his mother nor his sister knew about and then lied on his mom and then when Mackenzie goes to question him he gets radio silent like is that his way of handling stuff when he doesn't want to talk about it he just goes silent like I'm so ready to punch him in his face like I said it's been nine years since I wrote this book but when I was reading that part oh my god I got so upset I don't know what I channeled to come up with this craziness but gee Oh my God, I was in the moment. I had to take a break for a minute because I was heated. Like I was Mackenzie. And I will add the disclaimer that has not happened to me in my personal endeavors as far as me dealing with somebody to that degree and them hiding a kid. I've dealt with some other BS, but that one, oh my God. OMG is all I can say. But I have to say, I am eager to jump back in and see what's gonna happen. Like their wedding and wedding rehearsal and all of that is like coming up and Mackenzie has to deal with this BS so let's jump back in and see what other drama is gonna unfold so per usual let's sit back get comfortable relax I think I said I'm like just I am at a loss of words after these last few chapters but you know Get comfortable, relax, and yeah, let our journey begin. Emotional roller coaster. The ride over to Jay's house was quiet. I gazed out of the window trying to digest everything that had transpired over the past few hours. I was still in awe that I was being challenged with some bullshit a mere few days before my wedding. Kelly was waiting outside of Jay's house when we pulled up. She did not waste any time rushing over to the car to be filled in on everything that had occurred. So what the hell happened? What the hell did he have to say about the bitch calling your phone? Kelly managed to get out all in one breath. Damn, Kelly, you could at least wait until we get in the house before you start with the interrogation, Jay responded in my defense. I needed a drink. I had to get something in my system to numb all the emotions I was feeling as a result of everything that was going on in my life. While Kelly and Jay were having their moment, I headed straight to the kitchen where I knew Jay kept the good stuff. I was just about finished with my first drink before the pair ventured to join me. I looked at them both with a blank stare. I was really speechless. I did not know where to begin. In my mind, I kept thinking back to the way Milton acted when he found those journals. To think of how he reacted to something like that, all along knowing he had some shit that he was hiding, was the hardest part for me to digest. 
It's obvious that sitting in this house is only going to depress me. As much as I know that I need to address this, I am just not there mentally right now. I need to get out and just distract myself and deal with this in the morning, I said to them both. They both looked at me very peculiarly. I was sure going out. I I was sure going out was the last thing they expected me to suggest. Hell, it was the last thing I expected to want to do. The only thing that was consistent in my mind was that I really needed a distraction. I was too upset to think about or even begin to handle this situation, situation rationally at the moment. As the girls finished off their drinks, I took my bag into the guest room to slip into something more appropriate for going out. I threw on a simple lavender bohemian style dress along with some lavender and pink sandals um, that tied at the ankle with a really sassy pink bow. I needed to look good despite feeling like crap on the inside. While I was pinning my hair, I saw that I had a text message from Milton. What the hell could he possibly want? I opened it and read the content. Contents. Mackenzie, I'm so sorry. I really do not know what to say, but I am sorry. I never wanted you to find out like this. Please call me so that we can talk. When I read his message, I felt no emotion at all. To me, they were just words on the screen. I did not even feel the desire to promptly respond back. I gently placed my phone in my purse, joined the girls in the living room, They still looked puzzled at the notion that I was really dead set on going out. I downed another drink before we headed out the door. Kelly just shook her head in silence as I placed the empty glass in the sink. Can you believe this fucker had the nerve to text me while I was getting dressed? I asked as a way to break the silence. I could tell Kelly was glad that I was finally ready to talk because she did not hesitate to continue her questioning from earlier. The remainder of the car ride to the club was spent filling the girls in on all the details of the series of events that had occurred once I got home from the mall. I passed the cell phone around so they could see the images that Desiree had sent. They were dumbfounded when they saw how identical this little girl features were in comparison to Milton and the other members of his family. So needless to say... He had nothing to share when everything was presented to him. To imagine, he had the gut to lie on his mother. The deal breaker for me is that he preaches constantly about responsibility. And yet, he not taking heed to his own words when it comes to his child, I said, disgusted. The girls knew the one thing that was an absolute turnoff for me was a man who did not take responsibility for taking care of his child. Hell, as far as I know, Milton could have very easily been sending Desiree money on the low for the care of this child, but I knew nothing. I had no answers. As a result of all that was going on, what did his mother have to say, Jay asked. Now it was her turn to ask the questions. I knew she could not wait for me to get going on this topic. His mother also asked him what the hell was going on, and he looked at her with the same dumb look, I informed the girls matter-of-factly. So what are you going to do about the wedding, Mackenzie? When are you going to make a decision about that? Wedding rehearsal is tomorrow. It's not like you have months to think about this, Jay said, trying to be lucid about the situation. Jay, you are right, but I cannot think about that right now. Emotionally, I am frozen. 
Any decision that I make at this time would not be with sound judgment or feeling. I would just come to terms with it all in the morning. With that said, I want us just to enjoy this night. We don't have to stay out long, just long enough to have a few drinks and divert everything that is going through my mind until a later time. Just as I finished talking, we pulled up to the bubble bar. I was glad Jay had decided to come here. They usually had a nice crowd on Thursday nights. I walked ahead of the girls as we entered the club and managed to find three seats at the bar. As I was showing the bartender my identification card, I heard Kelly mutter to Jay, why would you bring her to the place they shared their pre-wedding party? She has a name and frankly, I don't care. That is the last thought on my mind at this time. I quickly responded to them both. We settled in and ordered our first round. It was busier than usual, even for a Thursday night. The band was on point and the bartender were making my drinks just right. I was already on drink two by the time the girls finished their first round. You gotta slow down, Miss Thang, before you regret it in the morning, Kelly said jokingly. I am just fine. Best believe I know when I need to cut it off. I can take down about two more before I reach that point, I assured the girls. They were doing a great job keeping me distracted. The funniest part of the night was an older gentleman who had his eye on Jay. He was wearing every shade of blue imaginable with a ring on every finger. You could not tell him he was not fly. He even had that old man swagger about him when he talked. I was at the bar in tears laughing at some of the lines he was throwing out at her. As Jay continued to amuse herself with the attention from the senior admirer, Kelly went to the restroom and I sat at the bar and finished off my drink while signaling for the bartender to bring another. In that brief moment, I felt my mind run through all the events of the day. For the first time, I was questioning what the hell I was going to do about the wedding. I looked at my phone and saw that Milton had called several times. Just as I was about to excuse myself to return his call, I felt a firm yet gentle hand on my shoulder. I turned around abruptly to find Adair standing there behind me. Hello, he said in that very sexy accent he had. I was slightly stunned when I saw him standing there. I knew I was a tad bit under the influence the night of the bachelorette party, but he looked just as I remembered, tall, dark and super fine hey there i managed to get out i was surprised to see him there to say the least you and the girls decided to have one last night out before the big day i chuckled at his question as a way to avoid having to give him an answer i will take that as a yes he said with a smile he had the prettiest smile imaginable This was clearly one sexy creation. As Adair and I continued to make small talk, Jay managed to ditch her admirer and smiled as she looked over at us. Hey there, Adair, how are you? She asked. From her tone, I can tell that she was just as surprised to see him as I was. I'm doing well. I saw Mackenzie sitting here, so I thought I would come over to say hello. I just continued to smile It took me no time to finish my drink. Something about Adair standing next to me had my heart racing a mile a minute. As Jay and Adair talked, I sat at the bar and swayed in my seat in time with the band. 
I take it you like this song, he asked. Again, I just smiled. This man had me speechless. I was already on an emotional roller coaster, and the last thing I needed was him sending my mind into overdrive. All I could think of was the night of my bachelorette party and the one-on-one -on -one dance he had given me. I decided that I needed another drink, something stronger. Just as I was about to order something else, Adair reached for my hand and led me to the dance floor. As we danced, I could see Jay whispering to Kelly. I glanced back at them and Kelly gave me the thumbs up. Adair and I danced for a few songs before we went back to join the group. While heading back to the bar, he placed his hand on the small of my back. A chill instantly went over my entire body at his touch. Once we joined the girls, he greeted Kelly and ordered, ordered a round of shots for all of us. While waiting for the bartender to return with the shots, Kelly managed to whisper in my ear, Girl, he is one sexy man. I just looked at her and smiled devilishly. I could only imagine what else she was thinking in that mind of hers, and I dared not ask. Before I knew it, I had drunk way over my initial limit set for the night. I could tell that I was drunk because I began to giggle uncontrollably. I was also, I also began to blabber on and on to Adair. I could tell he had also gotten comfortable because his hand had gone from being on the countertop to resting on my upper thigh. So once again, I asked you, Mackenzie, how did you manage to convince that husband-to-be of yours to let you out for one last night on the town? Shouldn't you be home getting stuff ready for wedding rehearsals and all that good wedding stuff? He inquired. Adair, let's just say that tonight, the last thing I want to think about is a wedding and my so-called husband-to-be. I responded. Adair must have sensed the tension in my voice as I addressed his question. Well, I don't want to upset you, pretty lady. Let's just forget I asked that question and continue to enjoy the night. I smiled in agreement as I finished off my drink and went back on the dance floor. This time around, Adair and I danced a little more closely than we had earlier. The girls were looking at me in awe as I maneuvered my body up and down Adair's tall, well-built frame. You better stop before you get in trouble, I said to him in a flirtatious tone. That's you who's starting the trouble. I am just following your lead. He grabbed me closer to him as we danced the remainder of the set. Lord, Mackenzie, what are you getting yourself into, I thought briefly. Adair and I spent the remainder of the night talking and laughing at Jay. Her senior admirer had finally gotten her onto the dance floor. I had to give him credit. He had the old man shuffle perfected. Jay was a good sport about it, though. She clearly made his night. As the night came to an end, Adair mentioned that he wanted to stop to get something to eat. I never responded to his statement. You should join Adair for... You should join Adair to grab something, Mackenzie. I'm sure you are still wide awake and not ready to call it a night, said Kelly. So what do you think about that, Mackenzie? Adair asked. I think your friend made a very good suggestion, he continued. Before I could even respond, Kelly was already dragging me out of the door and walking me over to Adair's car. 
I laughed on the inside. Jay just looked at looked on in silence. If I didn't know any better, I would have thought they had planned out the entire night ahead of time. Of all the times I had come to this club, I had never seen him here until tonight. Fighting Temptation Azair and I had planned to go to a little restaurant near the club for a bite, but they were too crowded. I guess everyone had the same thought about grabbing a snack to absorb all the alcohol they had just consumed before turning down for the night. So it looks like this is not going to work unless you want to wait. I know you have a long day ahead of you tomorrow and I don't want to keep you out too late. Adair, what do you suggest as an alternative? I knew that I was taking a risk in asking him that question, but I had ventured this far, ventured this far already, so why not? Well, if you are comfortable enough, we can go by my place and I can fix something real quick and maybe put on a pot of coffee. I must have been drunk because I agreed to his suggestion without any hesitation. I did not know a damn thing about this man and yet I was about to go to his home. Adair and I continued, got back in the car and continued to his house. On the ride over, he continued to ask about my wedding plans. He was not giving up on getting to the bottom of this. For the sake of not being rude, I obliged his curiosity. As we continued to his house, I filled him in on all the drama that had taken place which had led me to the club. He was at a loss for words as I brought him up to speed on the recent drama. I am so sorry. No one should have to deal with anything of that magnitude so close to their wedding day. That's a conversation you should have had in the very beginning. Damn, Mackenzie. Yeah, I know. This is the last thing I should be faced with at this time. I clearly don't know what to do. And honestly, I don't have that much time to weigh all the options. I responded. He put his hand on my arm and just smiled as we pulled into his driveway. The outside of his home was lovely. He had a two-story brick neo-colonial style house with a two-car garage. The windows were adorned with black shutters. His lawn was very well kept from the perfect colored green grass to the well-manicured bushes that were placed throughout the front of his house. From the outside, you could see that he had more than enough space for a bachelor. As we walked to the front door, I started to get a little nervous as I questioned whether or not I had made the right decision in coming there, but it was clearly too late to turn away now. The inside of his home was immaculate. Everything was in place. He had a Caribbean theme going on. The decor looked fabulous and it surely suited his personality as I knew it to be thus far. Azair and I locked eyes as we stood in the foyer. My heart began to thump frantically. He pulled me in close to him and for a moment, I had that strange feeling that he was going in for a kiss. Instead, he intertwined his hand into mine and led me, led me into the sitting room. I was visibly relieved because I was not sure if my heart could have withstood a kiss. Once we got into the sitting room, he handed me a throw blanket and the remote as he went into, into the kitchen to fix us something to eat. Azair placed some bacon in the oven and then joined me in the sitting room. Once he got comfortable, he reached for my feet and placed them in his lap. As we talked about my relationship, he massaged my feet. 
His hands were miraculous. We laughed as I shared some of the stories from my past that had resurfaced as I had gone through the pages Milton had torn out of my journals. You are a wild girl, Mackenzie. I would have never thought you to be that type. You'd ap you appear to be so conservative, he laughed. It's funny you say that. I guess after that last incident with Damien, I got so caught up in work, I stopped living. We both sighed in my response. I was shocked that I was sharing so much with him. Milton was my first real relationship I had after that incident. I found it hard I found it hard to trust men, yet alone allow them to get close to me. Even after all this time with Milton, I sometimes felt I continued to suppress the real Mackenzie Johnson in order to embody the image I had presented when he and I first met. After all these years, maybe the girls were right. There clearly was nothing wrong with having fun and still being professional. It was up to me to set the boundaries. Adair finished my foot rub and then headed to the kitchen to check on our food. He returned to the sitting room with food in hand, bacon, fresh fruit, and a bagel. It was simple yet satisfying. The bacon was even crispy, just how I liked it. As we ate, the conversation continued to flow. I learned so much about Adair. He was a li he was a licensed masseuse. This explained why the foot massage was to die for. In addition to dancing, he owned a few small gyms throughout the state. Adair clearly did not need to dance for the money. As we talked, he shared that he danced as a hobby. He enjoyed having the spotlight on him as he teased his female patrons with his exotic moves and sexy body. Clearly, with his schedule, it was something he did not have time to do often, but took advantage of every chance he could. He had never been married and swore on all he loved that he had no children. I chuckled at his persistence as he conveyed this to me. He went on to explain about his family. He was originally from the Allens and moved here at a very young age with his parents. So, are you always so friendly with the women at your parties like you were with me? I inquired. I was curious and I wanted to know. I know from my past that some strippers get up close and personal with their female patrons as a way to earn some extra tips. How did I know that question would come up? You could hear the laughter in his voice. Answer the question, I said in a playful tone. In my younger days when I danced, clearly, in my younger days when I danced, clearly it was a way to foot the bills. So yes, I did do some wild things. I assure you, it has been years since I pulled that stunt I did with you. I can't lie. I was clearly turned on by you that night and took a risk with my actions. I was attracted to you the moment I saw you, but had to remind myself you were the bride-to-be. I just smiled as he responded. I was not trying to dig further into this topic, so I figured I would just change the subject quickly. So... Why are you single? I blurted out. His smile confirmed that he knew I was trying to move on from the topic at hand. He grabbed my hand as he responded. I have been single for two years. Very similar, similar to your situation, I had an ex who had a permanent secret that she did not let me in on initially. My ex was married and opted not to tell me until I wanted to take things to the next level with her. My mouth dropped. 
I cannot see how he did not know she was married. As we continued to talk, he explained her husband was in the military and had been stationed overseas. Whenever she would go to Germany to see her husband, she would tell Adair that she was traveling for work. Supposedly, she and her husband had an open marriage as a result of him being overseas, so that explained why Adair saw no signs of another man in her life. As we continued to talk, my eyes began to get heavy. I went to use the restroom thinking that walking around would give me a second burst of energy. When I returned to the sitting room, Adair had removed his shirt and was stretched out on the sofa. Where the hell am I supposed to sit? I thought as I looked at him with a puzzled face. So as I stood there thinking he would get the hint to sit up, but instead he gently pulled me down on top of him. I felt ill at ease at first, motionless against his bare chest. Adair instantly sensed the tension and began to massage my scalp. That was the icing on the cake for me. The more he massaged my scalp, the further my imagination began to wander. The Mackenzie from, from 12 years ago would have initiated something with this man in a heartbeat. But over the years, I had learned self-control and it was coming in handy with Adair. After massaging my scalp, he wrapped his arms around me and held me tightly next to him. I felt comforted as I drifted off to sleep. Wake up, sleepyhead, was the greeting I got from him with a friendly kiss on the forehead. The sun was up and the time read 8 a.m. I did not mean to fall asleep there. I must have lost track of time. I reached in my purse for my phone and I saw that both Kelly and Jay had texted and called several times. Before I could return any of their phone calls, the phone rang again. It was Jay. Yes, ma'am, I answered in a cheerful tone. Please tell me you did not fuck him, Mackenzie. Where the hell are you? She wasted no time. Okay, to answer your first question, no. To answer your second question, I'm at Adair's house. There was a brief silence on the phone. I could tell Jay was astonished at my responses, but I reassured her nothing had happened. I could not talk to her for long because I knew that I would not be able to answer her questions fully until I was alone. I knew that I had to get back to Jay's house quickly so that I could shower, get dressed, and head home to deal with that situation. I freshened up a bit, but there was not much I could do since my overnight bag was still at Jay's. Adair did not hesitate to take me there. The more I thought about the matter at hand, the more I began to stress and worry. I must have been wearing my emotions all over my face because Adair gave a reassuring pat on my leg as we pulled up to my destination. Here's my number. Call me later if you need to talk. I know you need to get your head straight and deal with your fiance. I enjoyed your company last night and I'm glad we were able to hang out. Adair was a sweetheart. Had that been any other man, they would have taken advantage of my situation and tried to use it to their benefit. He came around and opened my door, and as I was getting out of the car, he pulled me into him and kissed me. It did not help that I kissed him back. I don't know what had gotten into me to respond in that manner, but in that moment, it just felt right. Jay was watching from the window in her living room and saw everything. Once I walked through the door, she started drilling me. 
It took me 30 minutes to convince her that I was being honest with her about not sleeping with him. I had to give her a full recap of everything that had happened, blow for blow. As Jan and I were talking, my cell phone rang. It was Nelson. I knew I had to answer it. Hello, I said, trying not to sound as annoyed as I really was. I have been calling you since last night. Where are you? Where have you been? He had wasted no time asking. Milton, I am fine. I am over Jay's and I will be home after I shower and get dressed. Let your mom know that I will be there shortly to take her to the spa. I responded, still trying to sound, still trying not to sound annoyed. Just because I was mad at Melton didn't mean that I couldn't spend his spend time with his mother. Plus, the day was already planned and I had to go through with it. And just when you think things cannot get any more interesting. Boy, I'm at a loss for words. So, Adair has made an appearance back in the story. And the kiss? Oh my God, I don't know about you, but as I am sitting here reading this, I just, oh my God, the the visual that I have of Adair, oh my God. Chocolate God is, that's all I'm going to say. Chocolate God is what comes to mind. But, oh my God a night out and I wonder if the girls really did did they set Mackenzie up like if this is a place that the girls frequent and they've never seen him there before like of all days or was it just you know by the good graces of the unicorn universe that he happened to be there maybe I always say sometimes the the universe has a way of putting things in place for us that sometimes we don't even know you know know about And it's one of those things that you can't question because you're never going to get the answer. You just embrace the moment. But it's good to see that Mackenzie, you know, even though she did give in and gave gave them smooches when he dropped her off. It's good that she, you know, kind of held on and did not give in and give up the goods. But yeah, it's I'm on the edge of my seat. So we are approaching like wedding rehearsal day. Like what the hell is going to happen? Are we going to have a wedding? Is Milton going to finally give some answers? Is Mama Williams, is she like, you know, she was left in the dark. I, I, I really am curious to see her take on it. You know, when she last responded, you know, she kind of told Mackenzie, you know, like, I won't question or fault any decision that you make at this point. Because you can clearly tell she is pissed. And it takes a mother to be pissed beyond pissedivity to say that and not try to correct that fuck boy shit that her son just pulled so whew, as you catch your breath before we venture to the next adventure because this book has clearly been an adventure like I am literally on the edge of the seat as I'm reading of what's about to happen next especially because like I said we are approaching wedding rehearsal day so while you let all of this digest and sink in you continue to enjoy the remainder of your day your night or whatever time it may be as you are listening to this and until the next time be you 
be fabulous and ever so amazing.